The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 57, May 2019, Number 11. Published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Bart Morse in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions which are tax-deductible can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605-475-8154 and choose option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 605-475-8130. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at at ACBNATIONAL or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Copyright 2019, American Council of the Blind. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor, 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents President's Message, Home Isn't Always Where Your Heart Is, by Kim Charlson. Summary of the February 2019 Board Meeting by Deb Cook Lewis. May's Themes Focus on Convention and Travel. Get Ready to Register for Rochester by Janet Dickelman. Affiliate News What I've Been Hearing About the GDUI Convention by Mr. A. As Told to His Dog Mom, Andrea Judici. Conventional Wisdom by Paul Edwards. Earn Continuing Education Units with ACB by Carla Rushville. Put a Spring in Your Step and Walk with ACB in Rochester by Katie Frederick. Want to propose an amendment to ACB's Constitution and Bylaws? Here's How, by John Huffman. How to Be Resolute in Rochester, by Mark Reichert. Come Learn How to Build Membership Through Outreach and Communication, by Artis Bazin. Picture the Future at the Mini Mall, by Carla Rushville. 
Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb.org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to announce subscribe at acblists.org or visit www.acblists.org slash m-a-i-l-m-a-n slash l-i-s-t-i-n-f-o slash a-n-n-o-u-n-c-e and type your email address and name where indicated. For news you can use, check out the new ACB Radio World News and Information at www.acbradio.org. President's Message Home isn't always where your heart is. By Kim Charlson As I sat in my living room, contemplating the fact that the mortgage on my home, where I have lived for nearly 30 years, will be paid off totally, I took a moment to enjoy the fact that having a home that is totally paid off is a very rare thing in our country and among our blindness community. Then I started thinking about the housing issues I have assisted individuals who are blind who have reached out to me for help with over the past several months, which makes me realize that housing is a real concern for our community. As one example, there's the woman who called me nearly in tears, asking me to help her find pro bono legal assistance, because if she didn't get some help, she was certainly going to lose her apartment. I was able to connect her to an attorney. Since her promise was to call me back if the attorney wasn't able to help, and I haven't heard back, that leads me to hope that all was successful. I'll know when I see her at our next convention. And there is the other extreme, the service provider that asked for assistance with a blind person in the medical homeless shelter. Why was he in a medical care homeless shelter as a blind person? Just imagine for a moment the chaos and confusion and ever-changing nature of a homeless shelter. Rooms convert from dining rooms to sleeping areas, and furniture doesn't stay in the same place for more than 30 minutes. People sit on the floors, stairs, stand about, and are everywhere. Inadvertently bumping or touching others in that setting isn't always understood and accepted. So the facility determined that for his safety he would be better served in the medical care homeless shelter unit. I couldn't argue much with that assessment. However, my ultimate goal was to get the agency and the consumer connected with appropriate services from the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. I was able to make the right connections, and the agency and the consumer are now in the process of meeting with rehabilitation staff to plan out a program for training and services that will include a housing plan, and residential rehabilitation training to learn the skills of blindness. So when people ask me, why do you belong to ACB and what good does it do anyway? I tell some of these stories, and I always think of the many other stories every one of you can tell about your own advocacy activities. We do what we do to help people who are blind, 
and hopefully those people will turn around and help others, and it will all be paid forward. It isn't for the big bucks or the glamorous outings, but it's for the heartfelt thank yous and the hugs of gratitude expressing what a difference the support provided meant to them. Whatever you do, just try helping one person who needs you and your expertise. Share your knowledge and experience. Try helping them to make their life a bit easier. Share a resource you learned about and have used for a long time that you know could help someone with their daily life activities. You will make a difference and it will start a movement just like ACB has started a movement to pay it forward and make things better for all people who are blind or visually impaired. Summary of the February 2019 Board Meeting by Deb Cook Lewis The ACB Board of Directors met prior to the annual Leadership Conference and Legislative Seminar at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Alexandria, Virginia, on February 23, 2019. All officers and board members were present, including Mitch Pomerantz, who participated by phone. Kim Charlson summarized a very positive meeting held the previous day with several board members and Suman Kanuganti, CEO of IRA, in which they discussed ways ACB and IRA could collaborate more closely to increase availability of IRA. The board amended the 2019 budget to contribute $500 to assist poor nations who cannot afford to participate in the World Blind Union meetings held every four years. Leslie Spoon invited board members to each contribute a $50 item to the summer auction. This year's theme is Picture Perfect. Next, the board reviewed the proposed Code of Conduct policy. There was lively discussion with consensus that a policy is needed because of potential liability issues. Concern was raised regarding disciplinary action and current constitutional authority for enforcement, as well as lack of appeal procedures. Pomerantz moved and Sheehan seconded that the policy be approved as an interim code of conduct policy. The motion passed. A committee composed of experts in current law, the chair of ACB's Constitution and Bylaws Committee, and others, will be established to draft the policy in final form and will put in place a structure to implement the policy, including proposing appropriate changes to ACB's governing documents, to be presented to the board by June 1, 2019. Eric Bridges reported that recent travel and meetings included the San Francisco Lighthouse, IRA, Uber Engineers, and the upcoming CSUN conference. Sponsorship for the D.C. leadership meetings includes Cisco Systems and full sponsorship of 10 Next Generation members by J.P. Morgan Chase. An anonymous donor has funded an interior design project to update the Alexandria office, including new accessible Cisco phones. Finally, Eric acknowledged Kelly and Sharon for their work to organize the leadership conference. Eric introduced Clark Rockfall, the new Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, who began employment on February 11. Clark comes to ACB from NIB and also worked for Verizon. Claire Stanley emphasized the podcast, Activities with the Washington Lawyers Committee, Research on Experience with Absentee Ballots by Blind and Low Vision People, Work on the Diabetes Imperative, 
working with the Environmental Access Committee on Pedestrians and Sidewalks, the CCD Transportation Committee, and Autonomous Vehicles. And there are always calls from members to respond to as well. Kelly Gask said that in addition to website updates for committees, she is updating the affiliate pages and assisting affiliates with their logos and Facebook pages if requested. There are now 4,044 Facebook likes and 2,619 Twitter followers. Tom Tobin and Joe Lynn Bailey Page reported a steady increase in grant awards, including an increase from Delta Gamma. The focus continues to be on building a funding infrastructure for ACB. Jeff Bishop said updates are forthcoming for the iOS and Android versions of ACB Link, and an Echo skill for ACB Radio is in the works. Nancy Becker explained that a new tab to report chapters has been added to the membership database. Depreciation of fixed assets is current and accurate. Work on the annual audit has gone well. The board approved a proposed investment policy. David Trot presented the financial report and budget update. Dan Dillon said the walk goal is one hundred thousand dollars, and he introduced this year's walk song. Dan Spoon said we have nine potential angels, a goal of three hundred twenty-one MMS members. The holiday auction was successful, and the mini mall is doing well. Janet Dickelman said the paper version of the convention registration will have program listings and no descriptions. Attendees must register online or by phone this year. There will be a pre-registration period exclusively for ACB members. The 2020 convention will be July 23 through 30 in Schaumburg, Illinois, with 2021 in Phoenix. Deb Lewis mentioned the new themed issues of the ACB e forum, and the expanded editions of both magazines. Work continues to modernize the BOP editorial policy. Effort is being made in collaboration with CCLVI to address concerns from readers of the large print version of the convention program. The BOP is announcing the annual awards and preparing for the candidates' web page and candidates' forum. Dan Spoon reported on the audio description conference, ACB's efforts in structured negotiations with HBO, settlement with Hulu. And ACVREP accreditation for describers, and the unit description program to describe national park brochures. Committee liaisons gave brief updates, and Eric reported on the strategic goals. May's themes focus on convention and travel. Our themes for this issue are convention experiences and travel. Affiliates give their convention sneak previews in affiliate news. Carla Rushville talks about all the convention-related items available in the mini mall. Want to suggest an amendment to the Constitution and bylaws? Find out how in John Huffman's article. Got an idea for a resolution? Learn how to suggest it properly and what the deadline is by reading Mark Reichert's article. If this will be your first convention or your first in many years, take a look at Artist Bazin's membership article. And remember to save time for the keys to the convention seminar when you pre-register. Also, check out Paul Edwards' article, "Conventional Wisdom." 
It covers first-timers' jitters and the differences between conventions of several decades ago and now. For tips on pre-registration, read Janet Dickelman's article. Do you enjoy participating in group activities? Are you athletic? Sign up for this year's Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Find out how in Katie Frederick's article. From tips on packing medications to what to bring to a national convention, below are some tips for traveling. Convention tips. Are you debating what to bring to convention? Not sure whether to bring heels, flats, or a good pair of walking shoes? After attending 25 conventions, I've learned a few things, including what to bring and what to leave at home. My first few conventions, I wore dresses with hose and a modest pair of heels. I did not know how much walking I would have to do at convention. By the end of the week, my feet were blistered and sore. My walking speed decreased significantly. The following years, I brought flats. The results were the same. Bring a dressy pair of shoes for the banquet and a good pair of walking shoes for the rest of the week. And for the occasional blister or cut, bring a box of Band-Aids. Do you plan to spend time in the sun? Remember to bring a sun hat, sunscreen, and, if you tend to burn anyway, sunburn ointment. One convention near the end of the week. I'd gone to the pool for a little R&R. I forgot to apply sunscreen. I climbed out of the pool, plopped down into a chaise lounge, and dozed off in moments. The pool towel gave me no protection, and when I awoke about an hour and a half later, I was sunburnt beyond pink, more of a magenta shade. Thankfully, the hotel gift shop had sunburn ointment. Most hotels provide shampoo and conditioner, as well as body lotion and soap. If you have sensitive skin, you may want to bring your own. Pack soap, shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, and anything else that might melt or leak in a Ziploc bag, and be sure to zip it closed before putting it in your suitcase. Hotel laundry facilities can be expensive. Summer weather can be unpredictable. Bring an umbrella and a windbreaker for sudden summer storms. The windbreaker will keep you warm in chilly meeting rooms. When you arrive at the convention, be sure to check the information desk for the hotel description, local store and restaurant guides, and other useful information. Snacks from vending machines and gift shops tend to be a bit more expensive than if you go out to the neighborhood convenience store. The ACB Cafe will also be quicker and more affordable than many hotel restaurants. It does get busy during session breaks, at noon, and when it first opens, so plan your time accordingly. Once you pick up your registration packet, take it back to your room. Then check the calendar of events to figure out what events you'd like to attend that will mesh with your schedule. And if you're like me, you like to know where things are in the hotel. Walk around the meeting room floors and check out where the rooms are, the exit doors from the rooms, where the nearest restrooms are, the tour bus pickup site, and any other landmarks you'll need for the week. Locate the vending and ice machines and emergency exits on your sleeping room floor. If you're taking a tour, be sure to be at the pickup site 15 minutes early with ticket in hand. The bus won't wait for you to race back to your room for the ticket. Not all tours include meals. Be sure to read the tour descriptions carefully. Bring a sun hat, sunscreen, water bottle, and bug spray, as well as a small snack 
and wear your walking shoes. Sharon Lovering Pointers for Packing Pills Most of us take medicine. Many of us require multiple medications. Here are some pointers for packing and managing all those pills when you go on a trip, such as the ACB National Convention. 1. Never pack your pills in checked luggage. If your suitcase is lost, your pills will be lost. Also, the medicine could be damaged by the extreme temperatures in the cargo bay of a plane. 2. Pack your pills in a clear Ziploc bag in your carry-on. Keep them in their original bottles for inspection. It's also helpful to keep a list of the medications and the contact information for your pharmacy in the bag with the pills and an accessible form of the list in a separate location in case your carry-on is lost. 3. Once I have arrived at the hotel, I don't want to carry several bottles of pills around with me all day, so I have designed a creative method for organizing my pills that I will need for the day using a seven-day pill organizer that has one large compartment for each day. Every night I organize the next day's pills as follows. In the Sunday compartment, I put the pills that must be taken before breakfast. The Monday compartment is for the medications that I'll take with breakfast. The Tuesday compartment is for the tablets which are taken with lunch. The dinner pills go in the Wednesday compartment, and the bedtime pills are placed in the Thursday compartment. The Friday and Saturday compartments can be used for extras such as aspirin or antacids. I then wrap the pill organizer in a Ziploc bag and put a rubber band around it, making it compact and secure. Carrying it around is much easier than handling all the individual pill bottles or making multiple trips to my hotel room to retrieve medication. 4. When taking the pills, I open the pill compartments with the pill organizer inside the Ziploc bag, which prevents pills from falling on the floor and getting lost. Hopefully, some of these tips will help you when you head to the ACB convention or elsewhere. Carla Hayes Get ready to register for Rochester by Janet Dickelman The 2019 American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention will be held at the Hyatt Regency and Riverside Hotels in beautiful Rochester, New York. Convention dates are Friday, July 5th through Friday, July 12th. The exhibit hall will be located in the Convention Center. It will be open Saturday, July 6th through Wednesday, July 10th. It will feature the latest and greatest in technology and items for home, work, and play. ACB special interest affiliates and committee programs, seminars, and mixers will be held Saturday, July 6th and run through Wednesday, July 10th. Tech sessions offered by our business partners will begin on Saturday, July 6th. Our opening general session is Saturday evening, July 6th. Morning sessions run Sunday through Wednesday and all day Thursday. The Thursday session will feature elections and ACB business. Don't miss the annual banquet Thursday evening, featuring the presentation of ACB awards, the ACB Braille Forum raffle drawing, and our keynote speaker, Ginny Owens. Ginny is a multiple award-winning singer-songwriter. She was named the Gospel Music Association's New Artist of the Year in 2000. She has 10 full-length recordings, three EPs, a popular Christmas album, number one radio singles, and numerous film and television placements. Welcome to Rochester.
Join the New York Host Committee Friday evening, July 5th, for the Welcome to New York party. A cash bar will be available along with light refreshments and music. Focus groups and training sessions. Stay tuned for information on how to register for the following. J.P. Morgan Chase will hold sessions on Sunday and Monday. Express Scripts is conducting a usability study on Tuesday and Wednesday focused on improving the accessibility and inclusivity of their website and mobile app. Ph.D. student Mirko Kunstak will be conducting a study on factors predicting the life satisfaction of visually impaired adults. Start your day with breakfast. American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, will host a breakfast Sunday morning, July 7th. National Industries for the Blind will hold a breakfast Tuesday morning. Both breakfasts will feature speakers who will share information about their work. Guide Dogs for the Blind, GDB, offers breakfast on Monday for GDB graduates and others interested in learning about guide dogs. Reasonable Accommodations If you plan to attend the convention and need a support service provider or interpreter, please contact Lori Scharf, who will assist in making arrangements. Email loris1 at optonline.net with interpreter for Rochester in the subject line. Or, if you'd prefer, call her at 516-695-6370. If you need a wheelchair or scooter during the convention, please contact Janet Dickelman. Wheelchairs are $20 per week and scooters $110. There is a delivery fee, which will be divided by the number of rentals. This is not included in the rental price. Convention Volunteers Sally Benjamin, ACB Volunteer Coordinator, and the New York Host Committee are working to obtain volunteers to assist convention attendees at the hotels and the airport. Here are a few reminders to make things run smoothly for convention attendees and volunteers. 1. Volunteers are happy to help you locate meeting rooms, the exhibit hall, your table in the ballroom, restaurants in the hotels, and the elevator bays. 2. Volunteers cannot accompany you to the sleeping room floors or assist you in locating your room. 3. If you need help getting to and from your hotel room, you will need to make arrangements with a friend or family member to assist you. Volunteers or hotel staff cannot administer medications or assist you with other health care needs. Volunteers and hotel staff can assist you in locating dog relief areas, but they are not expected to take your dog out for you. If you need assistance in these areas, please make arrangements prior to the convention for a friend or family member to help you. 4. If you use a wheelchair, ACB convention volunteers may not be physically able to push your chair. Please don't count on ACB volunteers or hotel staff to be wheelchair pushers. 5. A limited number of volunteers will accompany each tour. Volunteers will help as much as possible. However, they are not personal guides or personal care attendants. If you need individual assistance, plan to attend the tour with a friend who can act as your guide, PCA, or wheelchair pusher. Assistance at the airport. To assist airline personnel and Marjorie Beeman 
and her cadre of airport volunteers. If you would like assistance when you arrive at the airport in Rochester, please send Marjorie the following information. Your name, the name of the airline you'll be arriving on, your departure city, arrival flight number, arrival date and time, departure airline, departure date, departure time, your cell phone number. You can send Marjorie an email with airline information in the subject line at OLEO50 at HOTMAIL dot com or call her at 512-921-1625. Airport Transportation The hotels provide complimentary shuttle service to and from the airport. Ordering Dog Food Scoop Masters will provide and maintain our dog relief areas. If you would like to pre-order dog food to be delivered to your hotel room, call Tim Stone at 1-800-787-7667 or order online at scoopmasters.com slash acb. It's a simple form that asks for name, phone number, brand, and type of food. Tim will call to get the details within 24 hours and will accept payments at the hotel. Food must be ordered by June 15th to ensure delivery. Staying in touch The conference and convention announce list will be filled with information. To subscribe to the list, send a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at acblists.org. If you received updates for the 2018 convention, you do not need to resubscribe. Hotel details. Room rates at the Hyatt and the Riverside are $89 per night, single or double occupancy, with an additional $10 per person for up to four people per room. This room rate does not include tax, which is currently 14%. For telephone reservations, call the Riverside at 585-546-6400 or the Hyatt at 1-800-233-1234. Make sure to mention you are with the American Council of the Blind 2019. Rooms must be booked by June 7, 2019 to guarantee the convention rate. To make reservations online, visit www.acb.org and follow the 2019 convention link. Convention Contacts 2019 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman, 601-331-7740 AMDUO at B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot net 2019 Advertising and Sponsorships Marjorie Beeman, 512-921-1625, OLEO50 at HOTMAIL.com. For any other convention-related questions, contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email janet.dickelman at gmail.com. Affiliate News Florida Convention to be held in Orlando 
Florida Council of the Blind's 66th Annual State Convention will be held in Orlando at the Avanti Palms Resort and Conference Center from Thursday, May 16 through Sunday, May 19. Room rates are $84.99 plus tax. Breakfast is included in our room rate. To make a reservation, call 866-994-3157. For more information, call the FCB office at 1-800-267-4448. Teacher's Features for Rochester by Carla Hayes By now, you're probably planning, packing, and registering for ACB's National Conference and Convention in Rochester, New York. As you fill out your registration form, leave plenty of time for the American Association of Blind Teachers, AABT, because we are planning plenty of fun for you. We begin our convention week offerings with the AABT Fun and Games Breakfast. It will take place on Saturday, July 6, at 8 a.m. After kicking off the morning with quiche, put your thinking cap on for a lively game of out-of-sight Jeopardy. This popular game has been redesigned with blindness-related categories and questions with varying degrees of difficulty. After Jeopardy!, you will hear from Marty Schultz, who will give us information about Blindfold Games and Objective Ed, which publishes educational games that are especially designed for visually impaired students. The AABT business meeting and elections will immediately follow. Are you in the market for a note-taker? Then join us on Sunday, July 7, from 1.15 to 2.30 p.m. for a workshop titled Note Takers, Choosing the Right One. AABT's own Steve Dresser will lead a discussion of note takers, their features, and which one is right for you. CEUs will be offered for this workshop. Though it is not part of the AABT program, we recommend the New York School for the Blind Tour, which will take place on Wednesday, July 10th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. The cost is $44 and lunch is included. Come and have fun and learn with us. ACBDA announces convention plans. Are you a diabetic or a family member or friend of a diabetic? If so, then we have a special day planned just for you. Having diabetes means a complete change in the diabetic's life and American Council of the Blind Diabetics in Action, ACBDA, is making a big change as well. This year, ACBDA is declaring Tuesday, July 9, as Diabetics in Action Day. It will be filled with a luncheon, seminar, and a mixer, all to celebrate having or knowing someone who has diabetes. Below you will find a list of our planned activities and a brief description of each, followed by the pre-registration and on-site registration costs. ACBDA registration, $15, $18. ACBDA package deal, $50. ACBDA at the marketplace. Stop by the ACBDA table and purchase 50-50 raffle tickets, which will be drawn at the mixer. Tickets are $5 for one or $20 for five. ACBDA Luncheon, 12.15 to 1.15 p.m., $25, $28. Come enjoy fried chicken and begin the day getting to know other blind or low-vision people who either have diabetes or support someone with diabetes. 
ACBDA Seminar, 1.15 to 2.30 p.m., $8, $10. Do you have questions about the Libre, a glucometer that is accessible to blind and low-vision people? Come and learn more about the Libre with speakers Bill Sparks, Chris Gray, and Jeff Bishop. ACBDA Business Meeting, 2.30 to 4.15 p.m., annual business meeting including elections of board members. ACBDA Mixer, 4.15 to 5.30 p.m., $15, $18. Come join us at our Mixer, meet up with old friends, and make new friends. We will have food that is good for diabetics. We will also hold the 50-50 raffle drawing at the Mixer. Ivy Means Business in Rochester by Carla Hayes. It's hard to believe that it is already time to start making your plans for the ACB National Conference and Convention. Ivy has lots to offer you in Rochester. Saturday, July 6 is Ivy Day in the ACB Marketplace from 4.30 to 7 p.m., immediately before the opening general session. Come and meet entrepreneurs who are blind or visually impaired and learn about their products and services. Ivy Day in ACB Marketplace will be handled in the same way as the Ivy Expo. If you would like to have a Marketplace booth, you must reserve it in advance through Ivy. The cost will be $10 for Ivy members and $25 for non-members, with the option of joining Ivy and applying $15 of this cost toward annual Ivy dues. Immediately after the opening session, Ivy will join RSVA for their annual mixer. This will give you an opportunity to relax and mingle with old friends and new. On Sunday, July 7, from 2.45 to 4 p.m., Ivy, RSVA, and BPI will collaborate with the Rehabilitation Issues Task Force for a panel discussion on self-employment. CEUs will be offered for this program. On Tuesday, July 9, from 12.15 to 2.30 p.m., we will hold the annual Ivy Luncheon, Program, and Business Meeting. This year's program title is Making Tax Information Less Taxing for Business Owners. A representative from H&R Block will speak to us about recent changes to the tax code and other important tax information. Our business meeting will immediately follow this program. After the business meeting, the Ivy Business Expo will take place from 2.45 to 5.30 p.m. As in ACB Marketplace, blind and visually impaired business owners will showcase their products and services and answer your questions. Browsing is free. But if you would like to have a booth at the Ivy Business Expo, you must reserve it in advance. The cost will be $10 for Ivy members and $25 for non-members, with the option of joining Ivy and applying $15 of this cost toward annual Ivy dues. If you decide to have a booth at both Ivy Day in ACB Marketplace and the Ivy Expo, the cost would be $35 for Ivy members and $50 for non-members, with the option of applying $15 of this cost toward Ivy dues. Since Ivy's calendar year runs from July 1st to June 30th, this would be an excellent time to pay your dues. Dues are $15. You can reserve your Ivy Day at ACB Marketplace booth, your Ivy Business Expo booth, and or pay your annual dues online by visiting ivie-acb.org. If you are not comfortable with paying online, 
You can make a check payable to Ivy and send it to Artis Basin, 2121 Scott Road, Apartment 105, Burbank, California, 91504. Please designate whether your check is for annual dues, Ivy Day at ACB Marketplace, an expo booth, or any combination of these. Be sure to fill out and include the IV membership form, which can be found at ivie-acb.org. Please make IV a part of your convention plans. If you have any questions about IV's convention activities, please call Carla Hayes at 724-941-8184 or visit ivie-acb.org. Viva Seeking Veterans Visually Impaired Veterans of America is seeking military veterans to become members and to reach past members who have moved and have lost touch with Viva. Please contact David Dowland, Viva's membership chair, at d.l.dowland at sbcglobal.net. Include your full name, street address, city, state, zip code, email address, and telephone number. Viva will share lunch with Friends in Art on Monday, July 8th from 12.15 to 2.30 p.m. The guest speaker will be Marty Klein. On Tuesday, July 9th, Viva will hold a meeting in the FIA suite in the Riverside Hotel from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Come and join us. What I've Been Hearing About the GDUI Convention by Mr. A, as told to his dog mom, Andrea Judici. Hi, Mr. A here. I'm the guide dog of Andrea Judici. She is the convention coordinator, program planning team lead for the 2019 Guide Dog Users Convention being held during the ACB Conference and Convention in Rochester, New York. I have been listening to Andrea spending hours on the phone making plans. Well, let me tell you, I have lots of tail-wagging, butt-wiggling, exciting stuff to tell all of you. One very important thing I keep hearing Andrea say is that she needs people to reach out and make donation requests for the auction. She is doing her part. She is asking absolutely everyone. So I know all of the awesome stuff being donated, and I hope she is going to bid on all of it. Here's the scoop on the other stuff. GDUI's convention will begin on Sunday, July 7, with the opening of GDUI's Barca Lounge and continue through the annual awards luncheon on Wednesday, July 10th. There will be interesting speakers sharing all kinds of important information. Andrea is responding to that as if it is a high-value reward. I am totally stoked about all the amazing cool items she can bid on for me at the live auction Sunday night, and that Carla Campbell will be in the Barca Lounge available to provide canine massage. I understand there's the possibility of an audio-described movie to follow the auction, great door prizes, an outstanding luncheon speaker, and this is just what I heard between naps and playtime. I am looking forward to hanging out under all those round tables, sharing stories with all of the other guides, using each other as pillows, and, maybe if I am very lucky, mini playgroups in a hotel room or two. 
The early morning walk to the breakfast location is a terrific way to start the day. Striding along, guides ahead of me, guides behind me, instructors from different programs sharing the work of keeping our humans on track. The smells of an unfamiliar city in my nose, and my mom confidently following my lead as we move along. Another thing I have picked up is that all the GDUI programming and the Barca Lounge will be located in the Riverside Hotel, which makes me very happy. I hear that there is lots of grass for my friends who really like that to relieve on. Andrea is so excited about this year's convention. I really hope lots of you attend. That way, all the work she and her program planning team have done, all the individuals and companies that have donated items to the auction, the presenters, the award winners, and the luncheon speaker, all have a huge crowd to show GDUI's appreciation for their support and commitment. To stay current with all things convention, visit tin. Yurl.com slash yyujfd numeral 8r. Happy Tales, Mr. A. Conventional Wisdom by Paul Edwards. I can still remember a sense of foreboding when I decided to attend my first convention of the ACB in 1984 in Philadelphia. I had been encouraged to come by Grant Mack. ACB's then president, who had asked me to chair the resolutions committee, he had even offered a small stipend if I would agree. So my wife, three children, and lots of uncertainty boarded the train in Florida, to a destination that was to be the beginning of an unbroken series of conventions to today. This means I have now attended some thirty-five ACB conventions. And have had the honor to have served ACB in a fairly broad range of ways for all these years. Conventions are very much at the center of how ACB determines who we are and where we are going. So attending a convention is truly the way to come to terms with what ACB is all about. When the program committee puts together our general sessions, they are providing those who attend or listen with a sense of where ACB is today. And where we are planning to go in the future, as ACB debates and adopts resolutions, members can get a sense of what issues concern the organization today. As our constitution is amended, members can get a sense of how our notion of what our organization ought to be is changing. A whole generation of conventions after my first, a lot has changed. I think I was the first resolutions chair to use electronic braille. We recorded our general sessions on tape, but we're decades away from digital recordings and streaming. The internet was still a decade into the future, and we didn't have a website where members could get information. Our convention, our national office, and the Braille Forum, as it was called then, were our primary ways of telling folks who we were and what we wanted. Our conventions were not as large then as they are today, and. For a few years after I started coming, our affiliate organizations met during part of the week, and the general sessions met later. It was only in the '90s that we went to the current morning general sessions, afternoon affiliate meetings schedule. A big part of being elected to an ACB board or BOP position involved going to caucuses. These were then held in hotel rooms after hours and were quite different from what they are today.
Candidates could make a speech if they wanted to, but each state had questions they wanted candidates to answer. After the candidates had spoken and been sent away, caucuses generally spent some time deciding how they wanted to vote. And of course, at that time, there was no such thing as a secret ballot. I can tell you from lots of personal experience that running for office in those days was an exhausting and seemingly never-ending race from one caucus to another. The nice thing about the informality of caucuses, though, was that candidates got to know folks from the various states better because of the informal approach in hotel rooms, often with a libation in hand. Let me speak of just one other major difference between conventions today and in the past. When I first started coming to ACB, the convention decided where we would hold our future conventions. There were parties held by states bidding for a future convention, and there were giveaways. One year, when Tampa was being considered, everybody got horns known as Tampa Tutors and oranges. The oranges were popular. The Tampa Tutors drove everyone crazy by the end of the convention. When all is said and done, conventions are still, for me, the heart and soul of what ACB is all about. I cannot stress too much how much an ACB convention can bind you to our organization, and can make ACB make sense for you. Come to Rochester and see for yourself. Earn continuing education units with ACB by Carla Rushevel. The 58th annual ACB conference and convention to be held in Rochester, New York, from July 5th through 12th, promises to be a rich source of continuing education opportunities for anyone working in the field of blindness and visual impairment. Rehabilitation teachers and counselors, teachers of the visually impaired, low vision therapists, orientation and mobility instructors, and others. Can earn the credits needed for ongoing certification in their specialized areas while attending the ACB conference and convention. The American Council of the Blind is a provider of continuing education opportunities in the field of blindness and visual impairment through the Academy for Certification of Vision Rehabilitation and Education Professionals (ACVREP). CEUs will be available for a wide range of programs. Workshops, seminars, and other events presented by ACB and its committees, special interest affiliates, and representatives of government agencies and private industry. Subjects will include employment, technology, health issues, orientation and mobility, advocacy, Braille, low vision issues, daily living skills, social skills, and leisure activities, and much more. Programs offering CEUs will begin on Saturday, July 6, and continue through Wednesday, July 10. Pre-registration for the conference and convention opens in mid-May, and will include details on continuing education sessions and the ability to register for credits. You may also register for CEUs at the convention. Individuals registering for continuing education opportunities have several responsibilities. One, you must arrive at each session on time, and you must stay for the complete session. A unique code will be announced at the beginning of each session, and another unique code will be announced at the end of each session.
You must make note of these codes as they cannot be obtained after the session is over. 2. Following the convention, you are responsible for completing a form that will have been emailed to you prior to the convention. You must enter the codes from your CE sessions on this form. You must also complete a report and evaluation form for each session. This will not only provide feedback to the presenter, but will help ACB improve its continuing education offerings in the future. Return all forms to ACB no later than August 15, 2019. Upon receipt of your completed forms, ACB will issue your CE certificate indicating the number of credits earned with ACB. You are responsible for submitting your certificate. To ACVREP. Please share this information with schools, agencies, and private contractors in your state so that others may take advantage of this great opportunity. For more information, contact Carla Rushevel, Continuing Education Chair, by phone at 1 877 or by email contin. U I N G E D U C A T I O N at acb.org. Put a spring in your step and walk with ACB in Rochester by Katie Frederick. Are you ready to start signing up for the 2019 ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk? Now is the time to put your team together or join a team today and help make this year's 100K Photo Finish Walk a success. Once again, affiliate teams can designate up to 50% of their donation amount to go back to their affiliate. In 2018, the Florida Hurricanes raised more than $25,000, which meant their affiliate received over $12,500. Your affiliate can take advantage of this excellent fundraising opportunity, and on site participation is not required. To register for the 2019 100K Photo Finish Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk, visit tinyurl.com slash y, numeral 3, dkwyzq, or contact the Minnesota office at 612 332 for assistance. Dust off those sneakers. And start thinking about how you can get involved in this year's walk, even if you are not coming to Rochester. You can register as an on site or virtual walker, make a donation, join an existing team, or create a new one via the website. As a virtual walker, you can do your walking at any time and in any location. Spring into action to help us reach the finish line of $100,000 for ACB. In 2019. Want to propose an amendment to ACB's Constitution and Bylaws? Here's how. This note is to remind ACB leaders and members of the procedures for proposing amendments to the organization's Constitution and Bylaws. Proposed amendments must be presented in writing to the Constitution and Bylaws Committee before the end of the first day following the day of the roll call session of the conference and convention. In 2019, this deadline is end of day, 2400, Eastern Time, Sunday, July 7th. Amendments received after that time will not be considered. 
Amendments, whenever possible, shall be submitted electronically in ASCII text format. Proposed amendments may be sent to me at j numeral seven numeral three dot h u f f m a n at c o m c a s t dot net. If you have questions, send them to the same email address or call me at three one seven two two eight zero four nine six. Additional information about the amendment process or procedures of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee can be found in Article Eleven of the ACB Constitution and in Bylaw Six, Section D. The current Constitution and Bylaws may be found at www.acb.org/constitution-bylaws. We encourage anyone interested in proposing amendments to review the current Constitution and bylaws before doing so. John Huffman, How to Be Resolute in Rochester, by Mark Reichert, ACB Resolutions Committee Chair. It's hard for me to believe it, but this coming July will mark the seventh year in a row in which I have had the privilege of serving as ACB's Resolutions Committee Chair. I am so grateful to ACB Presidents Mitch Pomerantz and Kim Charlson for appointing me to this role. We are so very fortunate to be part of an organization that actively encourages each of us as members to exercise leadership in formulating our organization's positions on critical issues, and thereby to nurture the democratic spirit. That is what ACB is all about. In preparation for the important resolutions work we will be undertaking this July at our annual conference and convention, here are a few things to know and some tips on getting involved in the process. The resolutions committee will be meeting in person during the convention for five consecutive nights, Saturday, July 6 through Wednesday, July 10. Please consult the convention program for the meeting location and each night's start time. To have your resolution considered by the committee, I must receive it from you no later than 9 p.m. Sunday, July 7. But I strongly encourage you to submit it to me well in advance of that deadline. Any ACB member is welcome to submit a draft resolution to me at any time, up to and including during the convention, so long as I receive your submission no later than 9 p.m. Sunday, July 7. Drafts that are not received in a timely manner will only be considered at the committee's discretion. In the event that a special interest affiliate or similar group needs to formally approve the text of a resolution prior to its submission, and assuming that the affiliate or group must meet after the Sunday, July 7, 9 p.m. deadline, the resolutions committee will certainly entertain such resolutions. However, we will consider them if and only if. The affiliates or group's leadership lets me know before the deadline that the affiliate or group may be submitting a resolution. We ask this of you because it is critical that the committee be able to manage its workflow throughout convention week. Resolutions that are submitted outside of these parameters will only be considered at the committee's discretion. Now, I've said what I'm about to say to you bunches of times in the past, and while I hope it makes you smile just a bit, this is pretty important. A draft resolution will only be regarded as having been received if I myself have received it. Rumors of drafts, 
drafts merely existing in someone's imagination, drafts that are merely a couple words scribbled on a cocktail napkin and shoved in someone else's pocket, drafts distributed via WikiLeaks, drafts that may have once existed on Hillary Clinton's private email server, drafts that Donald Trump may be discussing privately with Vladimir Putin, or anything in any form whatsoever that is transmitted to another person other than me will not be considered received. Moreover, simply telling me that you want to do a resolution about something isn't sufficient. My favorite example of this is when an ACB member wrote to me saying that she wanted to do a resolution about canes, not about how important they are, or what they should look like, or how they are to be used, or what ACB should do about them, just that she wanted a resolution about canes. I prepared a response to her with a draft of a resolution about candy canes, which I rather enjoy each year around the holidays. While you need not worry whether your resolution is in proper, formal resolution form, per se, when you submit it to me, the thing you submit to me must clearly be a communication that says that you want the communication to be considered as a resolution by the Resolutions Committee, and it must be written so that it plainly declares what you believe ACB should say or do. You may submit your draft resolution to me via email at numeral 4, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, at C-O-N-C-E-N-T-R-I-C dot net. Please make it clear in the subject line and or the body of your message that you are submitting a draft resolution for consideration by the committee. I will also accept Braille copies of draft resolutions that you may hand to me during the convention as well as commonly used word-processed electronic files shared with me directly on some sort of ordinary available digital medium. Please do not ask another person, even someone whom you believe to be on the Resolutions Committee, to turn in your resolution for you. Between my email address, my general availability during this summer's convention, and the regular hours during which the committee will be meeting, you should have plenty of opportunities to convey your draft. If none of these means for communicating your draft resolution meet your needs, I'm sure the ACB National Office would love to hear from you and help you out. If you have any questions about the preparation of your draft resolution or about the resolution's process, please contact me via the email address above or call me on my cell phone, 571-438-7895. I look forward to working with all of you. Come learn how to build membership through outreach and communication. It's almost time to register for Rochester, and ACB's Membership Committee has a couple of great sessions planned for you. We hope you'll save some time in your busy convention schedule for our events. On Saturday, July 6 at 6 p.m., we'll hold Keys to the Convention Seminar. This session is perfect for first-time convention participants and those who haven't been to a convention in years. It gives an overview of the ACB conference and convention and gives tips for convention survival. The annual ACB membership seminar will be held on Wednesday, July 10, from 2.45 to 4 p.m. This year's theme is Building Membership Through Outreach and Communication. The session will feature two panel discussions. One will discuss how using member incentives increases membership. The other will focus on how to get members actively involved in your activities.
Immediately following the panel discussions, we will introduce the Affiliate Growth Award winners. At press time, the membership numbers are too close to call. Is your affiliate a winner? Come to the session and find out. You might even win a door prize. Hope to see you at the sessions. Artist Bazin. Picture the Future at the Mini Mall by Carla Rushevel. It's almost time for the ACB Conference and Convention. Whether you plan to be in Rochester or at home listening on ACB Radio, the ACB Mini Mall can help you join in the fun. One of the attractions of holding the ACB Convention in different cities is the chance to learn about the history of various regions of our country. The Eastman Kodak Company began in Rochester, and the conference theme, ACB Picture the Future, celebrates that heritage. The image shows a Kodak-like picture of Rochester, New York's hidden waterfall and skyline at sunrise, with beautiful colors reflecting from the buildings and the spray of the water. Picture the future mugs, steins, shot glasses, magnets, computer messenger bags, and keepsake boxes are available now, both online by following the ACB Treasures link from the Mini Mall homepage at mall.acb.org and by phone at 1-877-630-7190. Order soon so you can sip your Java from your Picture the Future mega mug while listening to convention on ACB Radio, or you can arrive at your convention hotel carrying your Picture the Future tote bag. Order the official convention T-shirt or 2019 ACB convention pin when you pre-register. They'll be ready for pickup at the Mini Mall booth in the exhibit area in Rochester. Make your suitcase, garment bag, or backpack easy to spot when you attach a bright, durable ACB Hawaiian shirt or sandal luggage tag. They come in lots of bright colors. ACB logo on one side, lines for writing contact info on the other. Has your cane seen better days? Order a new graphite or aluminum cane now from the Mini Mall and receive it before you leave for Rochester. And remember, if you leave your cane in the Uber or on the plane, the Mini Mall can come to the rescue. We'll have canes and cane tips on hand in Rochester. As of this writing, the Mini Mall Committee is hard at work adding items for our booth in the exhibit area in Rochester. Watch the June ACBE Forum for a new mini-mall catalog featuring the latest products. The catalog will also be available on the July NLS cartridge and via phone at 605-475-8154. Braille, large print, and electronic price lists will be available at the mini-mall and at the convention information desk, and they will be widely distributed on ACB email lists. Need more info? Call us at 1-877-630-7190 between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Saturday. Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned.
To submit items for this column, send a message to S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at A-C-B dot org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Accessible CPR Video The University of Arizona Sarver Heart Center and Arizona State Schools for the Deaf and the Blind, ASDB, have developed a chest compression-only CPR video for those in the deaf and hard-of-hearing community. The video provides accessible information on vital skills using American Sign Language, voiceover, and captions. The video was made possible by ASDB, which provided the resources and funding production. To view the video, go to tinyurl.com slash y numeral 4 o numeral 5 o m x numeral 2. Pre-clinical trial for new laser to treat AMD. Lutronic Vision recently launched a pre-clinical trial to determine the optimal setting for its R-Gen trademark laser for the treatment of the dry form of age-related macular degeneration. This study is being conducted at the University of Southern California with Stan Louie, Doctor of Pharmacy, Professor of Pharmacy, as the lead investigator. At the conclusion of this study, Lutronic Vision plans to begin clinical evaluation of the R-Gen, trademark, lasers, ability to treat dry AMD. Phase 2 Trial for New Microbial Drug Lakewood Amidex, Incorporated recently entered into a collaboration agreement with Nassau-based Foot and Ankle International, Bahamas, to conduct two Phase two clinical trials for its topically applied NU3 antimicrobial, used to eliminate infection and promote wound healing in patients with chronic diabetic foot ulcers, CDFU. The trial will be under the direction of Dr. Daniel Johnson, who is the chief researcher of Foot and Ankle International and an expert in the treatment of diabetic foot ulcers. NU3, which belongs to a proprietary class of antimicrobials called bisphosphacins, trademark, was first used as a solution to treat infected diabetic foot ulcers for seven days in a Phase 1-2 clinical trial completed in late 2017. Results showed promising trends with median wound area reduction of 65.5% in the 2% NU3 treatment arm versus 29.9% in the placebo arm. Lakewood Amidex intends to conduct a Phase two clinical trial this year using this compound to treat chronic diabetic foot ulcers with a 28-day treatment period, using escalating concentrations of NU3. No Candle in the Window Retreat This Year Due to a sudden and unexpected change in our usual venue, we will not be able to hold a Candle in the Window Retreat in 2019. Wooded Glen is no longer a retreat conference center. It has been sold and will be converted into a substance abuse treatment center. We hope to hold a candle retreat in 2020, and we welcome any suggestions of possible locations. 
If you have ideas or suggestions, please contact Kathy Shinyi or Becky Davidson. Contact information below. Kathy Shinyi, email J-O-Y-F-U-L-R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E at gmail.com. Phone 502-759-1288. Becky Davidson, email B-E-C-K-Y-B, numeral 1, numeral 1, numeral 2, numeral 0, at gmail.com. Phone 914-393-6613. Remembering Camp Bloomfield, my friend Marcia and I, known then as Marcy, started attending Camp Bloomfield in 1956. We joyously slept in army tents on cots on a dirt floor in the area later known as the playground. We sang and stomped our feet in a World War II mess hall, chanted, We are table number one, two, three, in turn as loud as we wanted until we lost our voices, and sang the song, Cookie, you're a part of camp life too. We didn't have the swimming pool yet, but I do remember the session when David McCallum, in The Man from Uncle, came to talk to us at a campfire, which was far on the other side of the mess hall. We held our dances at the mess hall and chats with Norm, the camp director. How I loved Norm. I revered Norm so much that I went back as a 33-year-old as a counselor, just to be near him for three whole months. Everyone remembers something special about Bloomfield. I hope you'll share your stories with me. Signed, Ohosion Ingram, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-I-N-G-R-A-M, numeral 8, at G-M-A-I-L dot com. New from NBP. Now available from National Braille Press is Little Baseball by Brad Herzog and Doug Bowles. It's a print and Braille board book for ages preschool and up. This year, Major League Baseball's opening day was March 28th, the earliest ever. Share Little Baseball with your little slugger and help him or her learn the basics of America's favorite game. Newly available is a brand new edition of Humpty Dumpty and Other Touching Rhymes with descriptive text and illustrations by Shirley Keller and Irma Goldberg. It is available as a large print, tactile, and uncontracted braille book for ages preschool to nine. Each classic nursery rhyme appears in large print and braille on the left side of the page with a tactile illustration on the right. Craving more old favorites for your kids or grandkids? Check out The Runaway Bunny by Margaret Wise Brown and Clement Hurd. It's available in contracted braille for ages preschool and up. First published in 1942, generations of readers have fallen in love with this story. Hidden Figures, The True Story of Four Black Women in the Space Race by Margot Lee Shetterly and Laura Freeman is now available in contracted UEB for ages 4 to 10. This is the story of four black women who helped NASA launch men into space. It's based on the New York Times best-selling book and the Academy Award-nominated movie. Also new are Reach for the Stars graphic overlays by SAS Curriculum Pathways. It has 12 tactile overlays for the iBook in EBAE Braille. 
Download the free iBook onto your iPad, attach these 12 tactile overlays, and blast off into a totally astronomical learning experience. Early learners will be able to explore astronomy like never before. For more information, contact National Braille Press at 1-800-548-7323 or visit tinyurl.com slash ydxlc numeral 3 sa Author's Second Book on Bard ACB member Peter Altschul's book, Breaking It Down and Connecting the Dots, Creating Common Ground Where Contention Rules, is now available on Bard as DBC 16304. It has a reading time of 6 hours, 53 minutes. This is a book of essays by a motivational speaker, exploring topics ranging from psychology, sports, and diversity to family life, politics, and Christianity. Includes personal stories, political analysis, and satire. ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, 3rd Term, 2019 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472 First Vice President Dan Spoon, First Term, 2019 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554 Second Vice President John McCann, Second Term, 2019 8761 East Placita Boulevard Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary, Ray Campbell, 3rd Term, 2019, 460 Rain Tree Court, Number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, David Trott, 1st Term, 2019, 1018 East Street, South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate Past President, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors. Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington, first term 2020. Denise Cawley, Lacey, Washington, first term 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, second term, 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, first term, 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, second term, 2022. James Crott, Miami, Florida, first term, 2022. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, first term, 2020. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, Second term, 2022. Michael Talley, Hueytown, Alabama. First term, 2022. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. First term, 2022. Ex officio, Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. ACB Board of Publications. Ron Brooks, Chair, Phoenix, Arizona. Third term, 2019. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida. Second term, 2020. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California. Second term, 2019. 
Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington, second term, 2020. Penny Reader, Montgomery Village, Maryland, first term, 2020. Ex officios, Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts, Burl Cawley, Lacey, Washington. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the web page in Word, plain text, or Braille ready file, or by phone at 605 475 8154. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, digital cartridge, and via email. It is also available on ACB's webpage and by phone, 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from acb.org slash b-r-a-i-l-l-e hyphen f-o-r-u-m.